Welcome into this next episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Handel, and in this episode, I will be previewing the two big college basketball games in the NCAA, which are going down tonight, and they both will be televised on ESPN, and then also, along with my preview for those games, in the second portion of this episode of my podcast, I'll be breaking down a little bit the newest Packers wide receiver edition that they added recently. But without further ado, I do want to break down those college basketball games. And the first one is between Michigan State and Duke. And that is at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Michigan State is number eight uh, right now in the country, while Duke is number six. So a matchup of two top 10 ranked teams. Uh, again, very, very early on in the season uh, for college basketball. So a lot of change, a lot of fluctuation as far as rankings always, but uh, definitely a good matchup. And they typically have um, a night uh, at the start of the college basketball season uh, to kind of a little bit kick things off as far as having two really good matchups. Um they're, typically, they're televised on ESPN, and they're really uh, fun to watch, uh, that's for sure. And then uh, also, all all season long, they have plenty of good matchups um, as well. But uh, typically, they, they usually have kind of like a r- really good um, menu uh, of, of matchups, if you will. So... The Michigan State Spartans are ninth in the Big Ten right now, while the Duke Blue Devils are eighth in the ACC. And this is a matchup, again, another one between head coach Tom Izzo and Coach K, uh, Mike Krzyzewski for Duke. So it should be a good battle. I mean, both matchups I'm previewing this one and then the other one coming up have premier programs, so the talent will be loaded. Uh, A lot of really good recruits and everything that, that are always coming through these programs uh, year by year and a a lot of good progression of players too uh, as well. So some of the leading scores coming into the game, and these are just the top three, four scores uh, right up until this point. And for Michigan state, they have Joey Hauser who averages 12 and a half points per game. Foster lawyer, Averages 11.5 a game. Gabe Brown averages 10.5 a game. And then Aaron Henry averages 10 a game. And then on the flip side for Duke, uh, DJ Stewart averages 24 a game. Jalen Johnson, uh, a lot of Badger fans might recognize that name. The Badgers were recruiting him, actually, uh, back when he was kind of going through that whole decision process. But he ultimately chose to go to Duke. um, And uh, he averages 19 a game. And then I believe... Going back to Michigan State, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Joey Hauser might have been recruited by the Badgers. I'm pretty sure about that, but he ultimately decided to go to Michigan State. And then moving ahead, as far as the points per game leaders uh, for Duke, Wendell Moore Jr. averages 13 a game, and then Matthew Hurt averages 12 a game. And again, there are plenty of other players that uh, make contributions for both teams, but uh, those are just kind of the leaders uh, for scoring. And then uh, a lot lot of the other categories, too, rebounding, steals, assists, all that are all loaded with a lot of players uh, contributing in those uh, categories as well. And that is the same for 
the next game I'm going to preview, uh, which is Kentucky versus Kansas. Kentucky is number 20 in the nation, while Kansas is number seven in the nation. Kentucky is eighth in the SEC, while Kansas is eighth in the Big 12. And this game is at 8.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. It is between John Calipari, the head coach for Kentucky, and Kansas's head coach, Bill Self. Kansas, as far as leaders uh, coming into this game for points, Christian Braun at 19 a game, Ochai Ogbaji, 17 and a half a game, Marcus Garrett, 13 and a half a game, Jalen Wilson, 12 and a half a game. And then on the flip side for Kentucky, uh, their leading scores up until this point, Brandon Boston Jr. at 17 and a half a game, Terrence Clark at 13 and a half, and then Oliver Saar at 12 and a half. And these games, uh, both of them, the matchups are a part of the State Farm Champions Classic. So it is a part of that. And uh, both will be televised on ESPN, and they should be uh, very good games. And again, for the Kentucky and Kansas game, again, there's other players that contribute, like there always is. And then uh, those players also uh, have uh, definitely a major role on their team, and uh, they play a lot. Otherwise, some of the other players that don't play a lot necessarily probably are uh, freshmen or, or, or younger type players uh, within their college as far as the grade level. So uh, they're they're a part of it, uh, and there's plenty of other uh, categories and everything that uh, a lot of the players uh, on both teams uh, contribute to. So definitely looking forward to that one uh, tonight. Actually, those two games tonight, uh, really excited for those. Uh, it'd be interesting to see kind of how both these matchups look as far as the four teams that are playing and the two matchups, kind of how they look early on. And typically a season like any season, it's, it's a lot of ups and downs and there's a lot of period where you're doing really well. And then there's period where you're having a tough time or, or, or you're losing a few and, and you're having some struggles. So uh, these four programs uh, within these two matchups are definitely um, consistently within the dominance, the, the, premier powers of the college basketball uh, game in the NCAA uh, for men's basketball and uh, definitely uh, among many other programs that are consistently good. Uh, so definitely be uh, tuned into those games tonight, that's for sure. And then there's uh, obviously other college basketball games too, but th- these are kind of the two premier matchups uh, going off in the college basketball uh, world uh, today. So that is a preview of both of those games. And again, looking forward to them. And then in the next segment of my podcast for Big A Sports Show, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts, I will be breaking down the recent wide receiver edition for the Green Bay Packers. So stay tuned for that after this short audio break. Moving ahead and closing out another edition of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Mahano, available anywhere you get your podcasts. In the first portion of this episode of my podcast, I previewed the two big college basketball games on December 1st, 2020, uh, early on in the college basketball season between uh, the first matchup between Michigan State and Duke, uh, two top 10 programs within 
the NCAA for men's college basketball, and then also uh, Kentucky and Kansas, two top 20 programs for uh, college basketball for uh, men's uh, for NCAA. So I previewed those. And then in this next portion, in last portion for this episode of my podcast, I will be going over the reported signing, and now it's been made official by the Packers. Uh, the Packers signed wide receiver Tavon Austin and released Darius Shepard, according to NFL Network Mike Garofolo. And as part of his report, uh, Mike mentioned, and I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, Austin has former ties to Packers head coach Matt LaFleur, as Matt LaFleur was on the staff of the Rams years ago when Austin was on that team. Uh, LaFleur was a coordinator at that time, so maybe LaFleur kind of noticed Austin available and kind of told Brian Gutekunst, hey, maybe go after this uh, player. He, I know him. I have prior uh, ties to him, so maybe that was a part of the decision. But ultimately, uh, GM Brian Gutekunst made the final say because that's part of his job, and they signed uh, Austin. He is a former Ram slash Cowboy. He's a shorter slot receiver, return man, running back. He's a 29-year-old former first-round pick. Uh, if you remember years back in the NFL draft, uh, he was – I believe a top 10 pick uh, out of West Virginia uh, by the Rams at the time. And uh, he's been kind of bouncing around. He, he's had a pretty good, I guess you could say o- overall career, nothing like that's earth shattering as far as like being an amazing player consistently, but he's a, he's definitely a player that you want on your football team. Uh, he, he does a lot of uh, really good things and uh, kind of does a little bit of everything. He might be a return man as the Packers have had some prior issues with that and they need improvement there as Darius Shepard, who got cut by the Packers, was having some struggles in the return game and that was maybe part of the decision to uh, release Shepard. Uh, and he, he should give the Packers another jet motion player who uh, can, like I said, uh, again, do do a little bit of everything. And... Uh, in my eyes, I think of it as a good low-cost, potential high-rewards player. If if he does some things well, uh, which he's done over the course of his career, uh, and he's been able to stay in the in the NFL for a, a while now, which is good for any player who is able to do that. Uh, it means that you're that there's a spot for you, definitely. Uh, if that all comes to fruition, then it's kind of a steal of a deal. And... Uh, the, the Packers will have uh, another option again in, in the receiving game. And and they can kind of line up Tavon Austin wherever, c- kind of like w- what they do with Tyler Irvin. Uh, they, they use him, like I said, as a jet motion guy, uh, uh, many other uh, roles as uh, kind of a, a player that, that can do basically anything a, a coach asks w- w- within an offense and, and play his role real well. So, and then again, if he struggles, then they aren't paying much for him. Like within NFL money, like I would have to assume that this is a lower cost move as far as when you look at NFL money, it's probably not not too bad as far as that goes. So if he does bad, then you can say let's cut him and let's let's move on. Uh, let's kind of what, what just say hey we we. Weren't, weren't right on this player. But uh, career, he has 15 total touchdowns, according to pro football reference. So he, he's done uh, well, and then he's got a, a whole bunch of yards um, as far as his career, again, according to pro football 
reference. So he he should be another nice uh, player as an option for Matt, Matt LaFleur to use uh, within his offense and for Aaron Rodgers uh, to go to. I wouldn't imagine he'd be used a lot as a running back, maybe periodically, but probably more so in the return game as an option there. And then again, as another wide receiver, uh, as far as a player who can be lined up in the slot and catch passes and then get really good, incredible yards after the catch. I mean, a player of Austin's kind of stature as far as a, a player who's kind of on the shorter side is somebody that's best used to go go on drag routes and throw it to him and then have a whole bunch of yards after the catch. And that's one of the many ways he can really be in, involved in the Packers offense, that's for sure. So we'll see how the move pans out, uh, but uh, definitely like the Packers being able to be very proactive, know that they're a very good football team and they're on the chase for the Super Bowl as they are every year. And uh, they're within that contention. But any way you can improve the team even more than you already have a really good team, improve it even more, uh, you you definitely uh, go and do. And I, I definitely like the Packers' cautious approach. I mean, they wait back on things. And sometimes you want to be opportunistic, but you also have to be smart with it. And you have to know that more times than not, this move is going to work out. And you're not just making a rash move and just signing a player just to make a move, you have to make sure that it works within the confines of your team and everything that you got going on. And it would be a good addition. And uh, also to your locker room, I think uh, Tavon Austin, he seems like a pretty good guy as far as the locker room. I haven't heard anything within his NFL career that has said otherwise. So we'll see what happens. But uh, the Packers making a move there and uh, ahead of the Philadelphia game. So maybe he'll be up and active for that game. Uh, but if not, he'll be a, a resource for the Packers to go to and use uh, for the rest of the year. And who knows, maybe if he does really well, then maybe you sign him again next year to lower cost money within NFL money. So it, it's another nice option for the Packers, that's for sure. And then also the Packers signed a, a defensive lineman to uh, formerly the Bears uh, as well uh, to, to kind of add some depth to their defensive line. So I, I believe uh, Anthony Rush, uh, formerly of the Bears, is is another player that the Packers brought in. And again, uh, that move is according to ESPN. So that'll about wrap it up, though, for another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. And thank you again for listening to this episode, all my previous episodes, and all my upcoming episodes. I'm always looking for as many consistent listeners as possible. The listening support's been great. And I look forward to getting even better. And uh, if you want to continue to spread the word about my show, you continue to spread the word about my show. The best way to get a hold of my show is subscribe. It's available wherever you get your podcast. So hit subscribe, and then you'll get alerts whenever I post my content. But if you want to keep doing it the way you've been doing it, and uh, just kind of be on the lookout within my episode log for my uh, show, then I do that as well. So thank you again. Really appreciate it. And I look forward to talking with you all again very, very soon. Again, on another edition of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. Have a great rest of your day.